Good morning, and welcome to Lopes on Movies. My name is Joey Lopes, and today I am joined by the <gasps> Connor. Morning. Did you have to sneeze? I, I, uh, the pause was a little strange. There was a deep breath. You might not have heard the deep breath because of the the online client that we're using to have this conversation. But rest assured, I I did a very deep breath there, and the listening audience will hear it and also be confused because there was no need for it. Hmm. Okay, got it. Glad we glad we cleared what that a day. up. What a day this is. You know, there's just so much so wonderful movie news in the air. Uh, I'm lying, of course. There's barely any good movie news, but there is one bit of movie news that has sent shockwaves among the nerd culture community, Connor. Oh, well, we, you um, know, we can speak on that front. <laughs> Man, I couldn't, like, I, this is one of those things that if I had read this when I was, like, eight, I would, I probably would have lost my mind, or at least, like, it, it would have made an impression, but now that I'm a jaded, you know, almost 30-year-old, I read this and I just feel nothing. So. <laughs> but that's exactly what they want. They want that eight-year-old, you know? That's what they want. Well, of course they want that. So. But, well, they also want the, the 30-year-olds that aren't like me that, you know, lose their mind over the stuff that they liked when they were 10. Well, that's true. Um, yeah. Which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that because, well, okay. Without being cagey, let's just say what it is. They, uh, the, the, the Nintendo's finest Shigeru Miyamoto went on Twitter just today while we were recording this, not, not long before we were recording this, and dropped, like, his casual... Uh, he always starts anytime he addresses people on Twitter with, this is Miyamoto, which I always think is funny. <laughs> so he, he goes on Twitter and says, this is Miyamoto, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're making the live-action Legend of Zelda movie um, with the producer Avi Arid. Do you know him? Should I? Avi Avi Arid? Avi Avi Arid? Well, he's he's been around forever. I mean, the only thing that I'm super aware of him for is that he was, like, he he was a producer on, like, all of the Spider-Man movies for a long time. His his name is probably still on the Spider-Man movies that get made, but I remember that his name was, like, really, really big with the initial Spider-Man movies that Sam Raimi directed. He was the producer on those, but also the producer on the Andrew Garfield ones. Um... And I think that he's kind of become the go-to, like, franchise guy for, like, outside companies. Because I do know that his name was also attached to a Metal Gear Solid movie at one point, which I guess is just languishing and is never going to happen. Um, but, like, now he's uh, apparently Miyamoto's been working with uh, with Avi Arid for uh, some amount of time. And they're, they're making a live-action Legend of Zelda movie. So, I, I don't know. I, I just... Nothing, nothing about that excites me. I, I can't, I can't fathom that could possibly like that that being something that's good. Like, there's no way. There's just no way. Like, I think too much of like what makes the Legend of Zelda cool is inherent in being a video game, and like you can't make a movie where Link doesn't talk. So they're gonna make Link talk, and Link is just not a character. Like he never has been a character. He's only ever existed to be the a player like avatar for the player to just kind of project their own attitude onto him, right? So, like, now you're going to make him a character. So what is Link like? Like, now they're going to have to answer all these questions. And whatever whatever answers they come up with are going to be lame. Like, you know they're going to come up with just, like, making him very basic hero archetype. Yeah, but it, it'll know? make it's, a bazillion dollars. 
of course it will. Of course it will, Connor. And that's all it's about. Like Miyamoto is not even a game creator anymore. He's just a movie guy. He's just trying to make sure that Nintendo's multiple IPs continue to grow the brand globally with more multimedia. Who do you want? I don't care about. Who do you think should play Link? See, that's another question that, like, you can get into that forever, and like, no answer is good. Like, who who is like a twenty something ish actor now who doesn't just suck? God, it, you it's know? gonna be like Timothy Chalamet or something. They no, that's that that would never work. They would never do that. But he like, I can looks, see them doing Tom Holland like because, elf, like, you know, don't you? I guess, but like, he doesn't look heroic though. Like, he doesn't have the the necessary. Like, I feel like Link requires some degree of like obvious masculinity you know what i mean i don't feel like timothy chalamet is that type like he's he's a much more like feminine male type you know what i mean i I guess i don't know um it's not like it's it's just it's how he's used in everything like that's just his his character kind of like type um hmm. or, or like a wacky guy like they're doing with wonka but you can't make him like a a masculine hero with a sword like that just wouldn't do that how about i just, zelda? I just don't see I get... is zelda gonna be like the i mean obviously zelda the zelda character is gonna be like the co-lead who's going to be you know who's gonna kick a bunch of butt you know like in well of course yeah, that, obviously that's gonna happen even though yeah. really she's more um, just like the damsel that you have to save in basically in most of the games. games yeah but they 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 don't do that anymore that's yeah. that's not allowed. Mm. Um, you know, it's fine. I get it. I think and, they'll go uh, back to know. the Anya Taylor Joy well with her. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Maybe they'll just like cast only people from the Mario movie. That'd be funny. Like, let's <laughs> get uh, you know, who, who played Cranky Kong Fred Armisen? He can play uh, Link. <laughs> that was not the one <laughs> I was expecting. Cranky Kong. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. I'm, I'm not even touching the Chris Pratt question. Fred Armisen would be here. a good uh, mask salesman guy. You know, from a okay, from a I could mask. see that. I think he would. Do I that. could see that. Yeah, why? Why not? Yeah. Um, I there's there's just no way you can cast Link. I, I think that's an impossible part to cast. Um, but hey, they're gonna do it. Something's gonna happen. I mean, I feel like with Nintendo behind this, they're probably not gonna give up, especially after how ridiculously popular the Mario movie was and ridiculously successful. So see, I kind of figured they know. would do Zelda, but I didn't think they would do a live action version. That's kind of like. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's that's a little weird to me. Um, I, I it's just I get it. Like I get that Zelda lends itself more to live action than Mario, obviously. Um, but it just it, there's there's so many ways for it to go wrong. I don't know how you answer these ultimately very challenging questions. I wonder what the tone's going to uh, be like for that. Yeah. I guess they're they're probably aiming. Yeah. I, I bet you in the like the pitch meetings, they're very much in the. We want it to be like Lord of the Rings meets Harry Potter meets like. You know what I mean? Like they oh, want that definitely. Kind of like on the American side, that's yeah, and and maybe even like for for Miyamoto, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Um, like, what uh, what is their idea of what a Zelda movie should be? You know, like we have no idea. We have no way of knowing what Miyamoto's idea of what a Zelda movie should be. It's there's just so many questions. But they're and, just like, I, I don't want to entertain like the use of the character, and they're gonna write and then. It'll probably get picked sure, up by Hollywood they, or somebody. Who's they gonna... did say that Nintendo will have a lot of involvement in the process of making the movie. So it's not just going to be like uh, the original Super Mario Brothers movie situation where they just kind of gave the rights to the character to whatever you know movie studio produced that movie. And they made whatever they wanted and it wasn't very... Uh, 
wasn't very well received we'll put it that way mm. um, especially not by the execs of nintendo so you know that they're like they're going to have their hands in this one they, they don't want to they, they want to make sure this is done which i right don't necessarily think that's a bad which, thing whatever they because want. i think that they do a fairly good job on all of the store and i mean i didn't like the soup new super or what was it called super mario bros it was just called super mario bros right i didn't really like that no, but was, i think it did exactly what they were intending for it to do and it appealed to a right. ton of people everywhere so oh yeah of course but I, I think the zelda movie is way more fraught to be like to feel really wrong you know like there's a lot of ways you could mess that up and the people that are really interested in a zelda movie probably have very particular ideas of what it should be like um and even if they don't know it yet when they see the movie they'll know it when they either think yeah this is exactly what i wanted or this is nothing like what i would have mm, wanted yeah <laughs> um i i just think it's it's a challenging project to get right um and i i don't know it's for me like zelda games are great that's enough you know we don't we don't need movies to validate video games or grow the brand you know maybe if 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 you're you work for a publicly traded company that needs to continually turn a profit i can understand the necessity to grow the brand but as an artist why should you care you know, who cares how popular Mario and Zelda are? They already have massive fan bases and make tons of money, and the games are good. Yeah, but it's are, are good art. That, you know? that ain't it. It's all about these major companies and major, just major. Everything is about diversifying. You know, you don't want to be have your eggs all in one basket. Like the Nintendo sees themselves are like, we're a video game company, but now we want to be more than just a video game company. You know, we want to do. Oh, yeah, they want to be. There was a big uh, way, way back in the early 2000s. There was this like push by uh, by Square before they were Square Enix, so the company that owns Final Fantasy. Um, they saw themselves as having the potential of being the Disney of the East. That was a term that they used a lot back then because they had all this this money from Final Fantasy VII and the suggest the, the just success of the Final Fantasy projects. Um, but then they went into movie development and made that one Final Fantasy movie, Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. And it was a colossal failure. Yeah, it didn't work. And instantly, the company made a hard pivot, um, and accompanied the that or uh, acquired the uh, the other company, Enix, um, and just kind of went you know all in on video games and not really doing the movie thing anymore. But now Nintendo is positioning themselves to try to do that. You know, like I think that Nintendo is is like actually in the best possible position now to become. You know, quote unquote the Disney. I think the they've East. already just because, firmly yeah. kind of done done it. Like I think it's now they, the, I think that they're they're in they're just intellectual property, whatever you want to call it, are some of the most valued in the world. Yeah. Like Mario, Zelda, like especially Mario. Like Mario is like one of the most globally recognized characters in the universe. You know? Yep. Like and I, I'm I'm comfortable saying the universe, not just Earth. I think it's the, the whole the whole universe. Everybody loves Mario, even the Martians do. Yeah, I'm sure they do. How could they? All not? right, well that's uh, that's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll we'll see with that one. That's uh, it was a it, it just an interesting bit of news to drop like right right before we uh, we start recording this. I, I won't be super pessimistic, even though I am. Um, but we're we're gonna be we'll we'll track that situation with our our hearts open, even though I have very little interest in it personally. Uh, so uh, you know what. We don't have a lot of time left because we talked about that for a decent amount of time. So how about we just get right into the movie that we watched over the weekend, the movie that is playing in theaters right now, um, and it's called Priscilla. So, Connor, 
Uh, do you have the synopsis or something up for that one? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of do, but I can also just explain what it is, right? Whatever you want to do. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we both saw Priscilla, directed by Sofia Coppola, the you know the daughter of mm-hmm, the famed uh, director of the Godfather Part One and Two, Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, you know, last week I think we we talked about the Godfather Part Three and how Sofia Coppola is we in did. it as an as an actress, one of the lead lead parts in the film. Wasn't good in it, but man, is she a pretty good director? You know, has directed some pretty uh, <laughs> some pretty great <laughs> things. Some some things that I would say are kind of uh, and at least for me, are a little more on the dull side. Um, but I'll be interested to hear what what you think of uh, of this one. Also, I think this is very much in her wheelhouse. <laughs> so this is Priscilla. It's based on like I guess the 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 I guess memoir of Priscilla Presley, who is the ex wife of Elvis Presley, who married yeah, Elvis, Elvis's first wife uh, when uh, they were very young particularly her uh when they were overseas. yeah they i think the uh the bit was they met when she was like 14 and he was 24 and even though like they were kind of seen together over like a long period of time they didn't marry until she was like 21 or 22 but they were together for pretty much like that entire time like it not not like in the movie, like, kind of goes into this how they kind of were apart for a bit and then came back together. Yeah, but, like, it, the point is, Elvis was courting her when she was a teenager. Yeah, but I mean, um, it, he was very much a grown man. It's not quite as bad as that sounds. So it's Elvis was serving, right? He was overseas, mm-hmm. uh, and he was, you know, stationed. I think it was Germany, right? Uh, yeah, Germany. and he just like bought a house out there that he was living in, and uh, Priscilla was is. You know, it was the daughter of, you know, a, I guess a, a, a captain or something in, in the military. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I guess Elvis was kind of like homesick at that point and, you know, mm-hmm. was just looking for people who were also American. And, you know, she ended up getting invited to some of his parties that he would have at his house, which are mostly just Americans, other soldiers and, and stuff and their families. Mm-hmm. And that's how they kind of hit it off. And he kind of was just infatuated with her and, uh, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it it wasn't that nefarious at the beginning, but as you slowly see, yeah. it, it uh, you you get the the feeling that Priscilla was was kind of to be his. He saw Priscilla as his his. I I don't want to say pet, but you can definitely see that she was like a caged, uh, you know, locked away yeah. in the castle, and then you'll he'll yeah, I'll come Graceland. back and, and see you uh, at when uh, mm-hmm. when it pleases me kind of thing and this is definitely yeah. from you know, obviously priscilla's perspective and it's based on her memoirs so there's some people including uh their late daughter who did not totally agree with the depiction of yeah of elvis yeah. in the film but this is a movie so you know whether it's totally realistic it or not i don't think you can really judge it based on that mm-hmm mm-hmm so, Joey, what do you think of uh, Priscilla? Well, I thought that that, that comment that uh, Lisa Marie Presley made, <coughs> excuse me, and this was like right before she passed away. She actually passed away like <coughs> just a couple of months ago or even like last year or something like that. Um, it was very shortly after the Elvis movie came out, the uh, Baz Luhrmann Elvis movie. Um, but she had read the script for this and thought that it was very, very unfair to Elvis himself and that it like portrayed him as a predator 
or it was and I think she used the, the the words that it was vengeful and contemptuous of Elvis. Um, and the thing that's funny to me is like I, I don't think that the movie really like it's pretty matter of fact about their relationship. I really don't think that there's anything in it that's like really sensationalizing Elvis as like there's definitely scenes of where Elvis is not particularly sympathetic or uh, sympathetic, but I don't think that he's portrayed in a way that's unfair i guess no this is not i think that you're right it's not like like a hit piece really yeah but the the thing is like there's nothing you can do to make the situation not uncomfortable you know what i mean because it just like you, you can't portray a situation where this guy is is courting a 14 year old (laughs) <laughs> like not like that this is inherently uncomfortable and especially once she actually comes to graceland it's like she she doesn't have any friends he doesn't really let her have any friends like the, her her only social contact are with like him and his boys which is always so weird like there's so many scenes of like elvis and his boys and priscilla and they're all like kind of like gawking at her a little bit just because like i guess for him it was just like he got to show off his trophy wife his super young trophy wife right and like however you want to judge that morally it's very uncomfortable when you're watching the movie especially because she doesn't graduate high school until like halfway through the movie right like oh my god this is like but like at at the end of the day i really don't think that there's anything like it's not deliberately or maybe it is deliberately like showing this in in a negative light because obviously it's a very like fraught and strange situation but i don't think that there's any extra work being done to portray elvis negatively i think it's just kind of like it's just how it is you know it's just what the situation is and you can do to to soften it so to, to me it's very matter of fact and i think that the thing that the movie does really well is show what priscilla's agency in the situation was because there's a way that you can make this movie that portrays her like as a victim like directly as a victim of of elvis and that would be the idea of of what lisa marie presley calling the movie like him as a predator or whatever but i really don't feel like the movie does that because it's really really big on her feelings towards the situation and what her agency was in the relationship and what she's like as a character where she just seems like a, a person who has like a very very strong need to be loved and desired um and elvis is is able to fulfill that for her sometimes and when he does she's very keen on the relationship and when he doesn't she's like like you know very very agitated and just kind of like i'm out you know um so she's an interesting character in her own right but it's it's a funny movie just because so much of it is about this character who's basically got nothing to do yeah um and that's that's a weird thing for like a main character of a movie where you it's inverting what you would do in like a typical kind of like elvis movie or any movie in general with a character like you don't have a character that's going to just be like sitting around the house with with nothing to do all day because that you'd think that that's not a very interesting subject. Right. Who's also for, for, in this case it is, who's who's still like coming of age, like during the film and hasn't really found herself. And she's very quiet through most of the movie just kind of has everything kind of just happens around her. And she's, you know, enjoying herself somewhat. And you see just the way their relationship is, is kind of going. I I would say that there might be some aspects of it though, that they don't like where Elvis is, which I I actually think it's probably somewhat accurate is that he's he kind of has these these fits of like rage like extreme rage in uh, oh yeah, in yeah, yeah points yeah, yeah. which maybe you can I get a little a little violent yeah which I could see the 
you know, the daughter of, of both of them not really loving reading. But I bet, you know, there's probably a lot of truth to it uh, that we're all in all of the mm-hmm. the whole the whole movie. So uh, this movie is getting like tremendous reviews and and people people love it. So where where do you rank on it? or at least critic critically? It's getting it's it's well loved. Yeah, I mean, I I think that it's it's good. My only issue with the movie is that I feel like the last half is kind of like it, it, I don't want to. The impression that I get, and it, it, this is not what it actually is, but the impression that is that it feels like it's missing pieces in like the rush to get to the conclusion. Like it, it, it feels like the last half of the movie gets a very, very like it goes through a long time frame very quickly, yeah. um, and that it, it's almost like a little bit of whiplash where you're not sure. Like, wait, when, when is this? Like, what, what is where? Where am I right now? Like, what's what's happening right now in the in the uh, in the story. And I think part of that is informed by just kind of vaguely knowing the Elvis story and like his kind of rise and fall. So like, you're trying to like piece that together and to, to their credit, I, I appreciate that. It doesn't like, like Elvis is not the central figure here. So we're not really following the story from what's important to the Elvis story. It's more of what's important to the Priscilla story, of course. Um, but there's parts where like especially towards the end where it's like i just don't know where i am and then the movie's kind of like oh i guess i guess this i guess it's over i guess this is where i guess this is where it finishes yeah i guess it's um, i think it's more like the last yeah. like third is 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 rushed yeah. like really quickly and i do yeah. think like something yeah. that you brought up earlier that i don't didn't like i i like it didn't really work for me just in, in entertainment value as much is just that i do think there is a whole lot of not that much happening <laughs> for yeah. for, st- for stretches well, that, and that's just what you're gonna and get what, but you that's, know, and, that's, and that's what it is yeah. so you know that's you, your mileage will vary based on on that but i i guess to me there's just not that much going on there for uh you know big stretches yeah i i think that like she's an interesting character but she's not that interesting yeah <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing, though, is Priscilla Presley actually is pretty interesting because not only like this movie chose to focus on their, their where they meet and then where they eventually, uh, you know, divorce. Right. That that's the that's mm-hmm. the movie. But Priscilla Presley went on to be an actress in her own right, a fashion mogul. Like mm-hmm. it, it, she she yeah, had a right. whole career like on her on her own. And she was I, I, she, like a, a big celebrity and star. Like everybody knew yeah. who Priscilla Presley was. Like long after Elvis passed away, like it's yeah. so the movie and this doesn't go there. Right, it right. doesn't go there. Like I, I yeah. was kind of wondering if there would be like some kind of like epilogue or something where you got more of that because mm-hmm. you never really saw Priscilla come into her own until like the very end, which and that's which ultimately what, what I think the yeah. the arc of the movie yeah, is, is is like her her coming of age despite the fact that she had to grow up so fast. And kind of skipped the ability to come of age yeah. for her life just because of her relationship with Elvis. Um, so it's ultimately the end of the relationship that allows her to finally, like, you know, yeah, become her I own person. I will say that, like, so right? you have so much of the movie that is about her being like trapped and and like caged up and not allowed to do anything, which uh, is very similar to a lot of other things that Sofia Coppola has uh, mm-hmm. has done. Uh, but there are some moments. If towards the end that kind of took me I don't want to say it took me out of it entirely but there's some every single scene up until some at the very end you're you're seeing everything from Priscilla's perspective she's in every scene and mm-hmm. then there's some where mm-hmm. it shifts to Elvis 
and you're only seeing oh yeah there's, no, a, there's a little bit so of that I, I, yeah. that kind of took me out of it a little bit like i because i guess they i don't know i don't know maybe you're supposed to assume like is she this is what she knows is happening with him on his own yeah but maybe I, I, yeah. I, that kind of took me out of it a little bit just because of the up until that point it it's definitely just her uh the whole yeah. time so that was you know that that was uh, that was one thing i do think it kind of abruptly I, ends yeah. a little bit too. it does yeah it definitely it definitely abruptly ends um with, with the elvis stuff i feel like it might just because there's not a whole lot of scenes that are like showing things that priscilla wouldn't have seen like you know like mostly like you said it's from priscilla's perspective but there are a handful of scenes that show you just stuff that only elvis would know or that is happening directly to elvis but it's only a few things and i think it's just because towards the end of the movie they want to like she wants to give an impression of what was going on with elvis at the time just so that you know, like, oh, we're in his downfall era, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and I think it just kind of puts us in the the right place mentally and like timeline wise. Um, but I mean, to to me, it's still kind of like as we get around there, it's a little bit muddled where, where everything is. Um, like, I, I thought uh, to me, it's always like whenever I think of old rock and roll stuff, I'm always trying to place like pre-Beatles, post-Beatles. So there's like one scene where Elvis <laughs> is like, what's a Beatle? What's going on? It's like, oh, okay, I know we're in like 1964 now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but then like after that, it's like, oh, whoa, we're in 1970 now? Oh, okay. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize we jumped so far ahead. Um, but it's, you know, it is what it is. You kind of like pick it up eventually. I will say my favorite scene is uh, when Elvis gets really into philosophy books. <laughs> um, that that was <laughs> that was cracking me up. Yeah. Because <laughs> the the thing that's so funny about this is that like the uh, all all this talk of like Elvis being a predator or whatever. The interesting element of of Elvis, and it's, this is probably because deep down he knew that this relationship was wrong. But he basically like refuses to have sex with her until they're married. Um, and I think that a large part of that is because he knows like she's too young for me. So like th- there's probably an element in his brain where he's like, maybe I shouldn't be with this girl at all. But for him, he draws the line of having sex with her. But she is like practically begging him multiple times throughout the movie. Yeah. So like there's this scene of them on the bed where she's she's very much like you know coming on to him he's just like i'm sorry honey i gotta read my philosophy books you know there's tons of girls that would love to read philosophy with me so if you're not interested in this this ain't gonna work so she's like all right then he starts he's got those like stupid glasses i was just gonna bring up the glasses are so great (laughs) and he starts reciting this like passage from some philosophy book and eventually priscilla's just like you have to stop i cannot take this anymore (laughs) (laughs) it's just it was so funny and it's like one scene later is he like he's burning all the philosophy books because the colonel told him to stop yeah because it was yeah, getting distracting and annoying everybody it runs his career yeah it's <laughs> like yeah, so, yeah you're right colonel it's just it's distraction just, yeah I'm, I'm sorry i'm gonna get rid of the book i'm gonna stop reading now yeah that was uh that was act that was actually that was actually great no, that, yeah. that's that scene is so the performances funny. are great too uh, but anyway, I, I really yeah. liked uh, great performances exactly i, I like them both yeah both of them are yeah. great yeah like i think that uh jacob alordi really looks like elvis and feels like elvis um it, it's almost like a, a caricature kind of performance but it still works i feel like um i think it works it, it the works only even issue better that they're even that the to have the height difference too that he he's like yeah the height difference is huge <laughs> yeah and she's like super super yep. short um the whole idea of this is just fascinating too to anyone i think anyone would be amazed especially a younger like person that, that like you are just in school and then you're magically dating the biggest star in the world. 
Like it's yeah. just it's it's an interesting it, story. It, it definitely it, is. It is kind of kind of crazy. I will say, uh, I think some of the music choices were a little on the nose for me. Uh, that sure, and there's like no Elvis move music because the Elvis estate wouldn't give them any music. Yeah, right. So <laughs> yeah, they I think they named some of the some some of the songs, but they yeah they didn't actually use any. But yeah, like some of the some of the music choices weren't great. But I did love one song that that uh, is by a band called Spectrum. How you satisfy me? It's the one that with like the super distortion, the keys. Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's in it's in the it's in the trailer, sure. and it's also at, it's in one of the scenes where she's going to uh, his house in in Graceland. But it it's it's okay. uh, it's tremendous. I uh, highly recommend that song. That that was a good choice. That that uh, gotcha. that one. But uh, you know, using "I will always love you" when she's like leaving him is. Uh, at the end, like that's a little like I was like, all right, come on. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, so sometimes you gotta spell it out. Right? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's a good movie. Um, I think it's it's an interesting movie, and it's not for everybody. Um, I think that you're more likely to be bored by this than Killers of the Flower Moon, um, despite Killers of the Flower Moon being like double the length. Um, but it is interesting if you're willing to kind of get onto that wavelength. I think it's true of a lot of Sofia Coppola's movies. But uh, all right, I guess we will see you next week with some more movies. <laughs> <laughs>